Hey, this is Russ from the Infectious Groove Music YouTube channel, and you are listening to the Itch Rocks. You're listening to the Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we are scratching the itch to scratch a record. That one lent itself pretty easily. These these are tough sometimes, but we're doing an episode on Record Store Day, which is coming up this Saturday, the 22nd. And uh, it's not quite a tradition. I'm not willing to go so far as to call it that yet, but it is a thing that has now happened twice. And after a crazy, excellent week that we had last week, it feels like a nice breather for a moment before we hop into another big interview. You know, and I was going to say, I don't also know if it was in response to Record Store Day, but there's also been a lot of new music released, and you can catch that on the Itch New Music playlist that was just posted as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I, like I said, I mean, just lots of big names putting out brand new stuff, EPs, L, you know, uh, all kinds of music. I was, I've, I've just been in heaven, to be honest, I'm not going to lie. Shit. <laughs> Should we run through? Should I drop the the Do roll it. call? Yeah, we sent the roll call in the in the text thread, and it was it was insane. All right, so we'll, let's start with the heavy hitters, and then the most relevant ones to us. The big heavy hitters that released in the past week or two weeks, maybe even Metallica with that first new album in what seven or eight years, as they usually do, something like that. Fantastic. Lincoln Park's Meteor Anniversary box set, which is like six discs and like every demo ever from that. <laughs> That session. 89 songs. 89 songs. 89 songs. If you're a true fan, get on it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we also had new music from Atreyu, uh, Seven Dust, Jason Beeler, who is a kind of a niche favorite for me anyway, Teenage Wrist, uh, Louise Post of Veruca Salt, Buck Cherry. Man, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Mud Honey, the legendary grunge influencers. Danko Jones, who I mostly know from being on that Volbeat song a few albums back. <laughs> Greta Van Fleet. And for the first time ever, our playlist includes songs from Alanis Morissette and Ben Folds. There you go. And then beyond that, four itch interview guests released new tracks at the same time. I don't think we've ever had a week where there was four. I feel like it's going to keep growing, though. Yeah. Like that's It's going to happen more often here as we keep going. <laughs> that's true. It become an exponential thing, yeah. Like the whole playlist one day will be people that we've talked to and be like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Ideally, yeah. <laughs> but we had Silent Theory release a new track. The Violent released a new one from their upcoming album. Eva Under Fire released a cover of War Pigs, which you can find a five minute version and a seven forty five version of that. And then the biggest one, the debut track, Dead and Gone, from last week's guest, Chemical Fire, that was blowing up all Friday. Yeah. So holy cow. Yeah, it was I mean, it was an incredible day for music. I sat there and just like jammed out all day, blasting it. My wife's like, you're like, she's like, you're having fun up there. I was like, I'm working. She's like, well, it sounds like you're having fun. I was like, no, I'm just listening to new music. Like, maybe I'm having fun. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm listening, you know, having fun listening to music, but I'm still working. New Music Friday is a mini holiday every week. Yes. Yeah. Our <laughs> chats blow up. So all three of us have a text between us. And yeah, on Fridays, it's it's like, hey, this is out. Oh, you guys got to check this out. Oh, my God. Look at this video. Oh, my God. It's just all, all day long. 
so yeah we do work but we 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 don't work maybe we do <laughs> you guys, we might do less work on fridays you guys have the freedom to actually listen to the stuff while you work i don't really have that luxury oh yeah. that sucks i do so much listening while i'm working <laughs> me too i have music going on constantly yeah it's the only way i can keep up with this stuff it's just too dang much soundtrack of my life <laughs> But to transition from that, you know, we released this interview a couple days later. The song comes out from Chemical Fire and we we had a couple of notes. I think it's worth sharing with listeners regarding that as a follow up to last week's episode. We don't usually talk about the previous week in like a continuity sense, but this was an exception. First off, if you're if you're sticking with us after last week, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, welcome. Check out our other interviews. That's not funny. I don't know why you're laughing. That's not funny. Like, no, we appreciate it. We like, hopefully, hopefully uh, we give you more reasons to uh, continue listening. That's for sure. That's yeah. right. And if you need other interviews to check out, just DM us and we will point you in the direction of other ones that we think that you would like. The Itch does our own recommended if you like. <laughs> yeah. And we already have to those that have reached out on social media. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but um, we are planning to attend the chemical fire show in nashville that has since it, it, it's the, the force is no longer <laughs> it's no longer may the fourth be with you it's may the third just be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> may the third be awesome is probably what we're shooting for here <laughs> there you go i like it yep but the itch plans to attend full force so it should be fun Hopefully we'll be able to uh, run into multiple people that we've had the opportunity to chat with. Yeah, we're definitely excited. It's going to be quite an experience. And, and uh, they've already been gracious to come on our show and, and just, uh, you know, very responsive on, on social media. So I, I can't wait to see them live. They both have lots of energy and that that video just kind of made it come full circle. You know, just like, oh, I got to see them after seeing this video. Yeah. yeah. We're going to link to that in the show notes so that you can be sure to to check out the new Chemical Fire video. Taylor and RJ are fantastic in it, and it's it's great stuff. And on that note, I want to point out a couple other things. For one, thank you so much to anybody who listened to that, and especially for listening to this as a follow-up. That episode within the week became our most listened to episode ever, which is pretty sweet. You can see that we're not the only ones enamored with these guys. So, <laughs> Yeah, so thank you very much. Should I should we mention Mama Hale? Because I kind of want to. I, I think we should. You want to take this one? Sure, sure. One thing that additionally happened, which we've had moms of artists reach out or comment on one of our comments on social media or whatnot. But Mama Hale went the extra mile and actually emailed us via our pod page. Yay. so we uh we really appreciate that and it's it's nice to uh to hear that she enjoyed it so much it honestly means a lot too like me and hannah were stoked as somebody that is trying to raise (laughs) two kids that like i'm trying to direct them towards music like i don't know i'm not saying that she did but direct them but like you know that i I just am trying to influence them heavily uh (laughs) into music and i would love some tips so, <laughs> so Dan's saying, yeah. 
if we run into Mama Hale at that concert, Dan's going to be asking for parenting advice. (laughs) (laughs) How'd you do it? How'd you do it? uh, What age did you stick the guitar in their hands? (laughs) 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 So thank you again to everybody who made that a very special episode for us and a very special week for that band. Before the video debuted, they did a little chat on Instagram for about 20 minutes and you could just they were so hyped and there's just a great sense of of excitement uh with those guys about this music and so yeah that's all I won't gush any further they were even present in the uh, comments for the YouTube premiere of the music video yeah yeah and very gracious for everyone that showed up there as well all right on to this week's main course I guess <laughs> we we did a Record Store Day special, I think it was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. So Record Store Day is a is a big day in the music world. It's not without its detractors, but by and large, it seems to be something that is appreciated and popular within music. And as many people have, have noted before, vinyl has made a massive resurgence as a form of listening to music. None of us are particularly vinyl collectors, but we do appreciate new releases, and I particularly appreciate games and so uh <laughs> we have agreed to play a little game regarding record store day which is uh april 22nd as our means of saying hey we're probably not going to actually be going out and buying stuff because it's not our thing but if it's your thing here are some ideas on some stuff you might enjoy you know what's sad is i used to be like a, not a vinyl person ever but like a cd person and i've even strayed away from that i told hannah this is the first uh, metallica album i ever bought just on digital Mm. Even the four disc blacklist album, I still bought that on CD. It was it was stupidly expensive. <laughs> and and yet, you know, 72 seasons, which I, I listened to as much as I possibly could before it came out. I, I, I still decided to buy it on digital. I was like, ah, I, you know, and everybody's like everybody's like running out to get the records because they've released two awesome, different, completely different like vinyls. Um, actually, one was exclusive to this big chain. I don't want to mention them, but this big chain. And everybody's like, oh, that's probably edited. It's like, no, it's not edited. Edited. <laughs> Hilarious. Do you know who did get Metallica 72 seasons on vinyl immediately on release? I did see that. Rob Rivera. Way to go, buddy. Congratulations, man. <laughs> Rob Rivera, drummer of Nine Point. <laughs> As to be expected. Yeah, of course. If we do an episode on that album, we may have to, to have him on to... Give a little more insight. Yeah, he he uh, he definitely has been hyping it up since uh, he listened to it as well. All right, so let's get into this. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna just kind of do a draft or something. How are we doing this? Yeah, yeah. So so I calculated how we can do this as a draft that is quote fair, which is not to say that it is also not quote a little bit pre planned, <laughs> but. <laughs> So be it. It's not planned at all. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> three rounds, three members of the itch. And so we will each be making three picks of here are the albums that I would be most excited to have from the Record Store Day releases of 2023. And Dan has been chosen to lead us off with pick one. Yeah, so I, we I wanted to start off with uh, Taproot and Welcome because they were not only our March Bandness winner, but they have a brand new album coming out later this year called Scissors. Uh-huh. 
so yeah welcome is one of it's their best album in my opinion like it's there you know they have some other really great albums but like this one features poem myself uh dreams it was just a fantastic album and it's an album that never appeared on lp that's really cool that it is finally coming out now and they're really doing a great job of connecting everything that they have going on because they've They've got this uh, this B-Sides collection coming out, uh, I believe, the end of this month. They've announced a ton of tour dates for later this year. They got the album. Now they're putting out Welcome on Vinyl for Records Today. Like they're they're attacking like on all fronts right now, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And Dan answered a question I had been meaning to ask you guys if this album came up, which we knew it would. Welcome or gift. And Dan has made his selection. (laughs) Yeah. Gift is great too, but yeah, there's just the, I don't know, like they're both really, really good, but I, I was a huge fan of welcome. Yeah. Also, thank you to the guys from taproot. Uh, we announced them as the winner. I think this is actually the first time we've mentioned it on the podcast, but they did win the March Bandness tournament. We asked, picked eight artists and asked, which return are you most excited about? They won. Their fans are very dedicated to them and that's awesome. And they've been very gracious and responsive in some interactions on the socials and so we immediately like them also go check out our friends patio slave who had phil the bassist in a very recent episode as well as a very old episode so you can hear a bunch of phil a lot of taproot going on in patio slave yeah and we plan on seeing that show on october 1st and it'll be in detroit the machine shop eva under fire will be opening for them so that'll be awesome and also shout out speaking of patio slave Shout out to Troll, yeah, who was announced as one of the openers to Eva and Taproot on uh, what is that November third, I believe. Something awesome. like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the itch is all over the place this year. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet you're wondering, man. These guys are going to Nashville. They're going to Detroit. How are they doing all this? And here is the <laughs> answer: very expensively. <laughs> <laughs> This, this is not something we get put up to do. It is at cost to ourselves. Yes, this is very true, actually. <laughs> so other things suffer so that we can attend these shows. <laughs> yeah, we we really need to be successful at this so we can stop shelling out so much money for this stuff. I know. <laughs> I love doing it, but man, my bank account does not love me for doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, so congratulations to Taproot. We will be pursuing them for an interview. I can't say that we have one lined up just yet, but (laughs) I'm pretty sure we'll make it happen as per the never promised, but so far delivered upon tradition of March Bandness winners. Yeah. We're excited about that and hope that will be coming out soon. All right. KC, you are up with pick two. Pick two. And this is where it takes a turn. (laughs) That's right. Literally from one to two, you're taking a turn. (laughs) Yes. So for my first pick, one thing that I love about Record Store Day is, you know, last time we did this, there was quite a few itch related. We tried to pick as many itch related things as we could. This year, those type of picks are a little bit more limited than usual. But the one thing that I always think is humorous about Record Store Day is just the things that exist out of nowhere like why why yeah <laughs> yep. and, Damn. good question and so yep. for my first pick is 
Macho Man Randy Savage, which with his <laughs> with his rap album, Be a Man, <laughs> came out awesome. in 2003, and this is going to have a limited quantity to a thousand vinyls. So I don't know how they <laughs> div- divvy that up, like one record store. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets one. One per one per store. <laughs> how I understand it is a lot of times you basically just the stores basically just get like a mystery crate <laughs> to some degree. You pretty yeah. much get what you get, you know, so it's kind of a treasure hunt for vinyl seekers. Yeah. Like, hey, this one didn't have the Macho Man be a man. That would be disappointing. <laughs> I'm going to have to keep looking all over town for it. Yeah. You had to keep going around town. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's great about this vinyl, though, is it is a purple disc. So it is Slim okay. Jim Savage Purple. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fantastic. And I don't know if you ever listened to this album I did back in the day. It's quite humorous because there's there's everything to a diss track about Hulk Hogan, which is the title track. <laughs> <laughs> this man cut a whole rap album. <laughs> It's for the excuse tracks. to talk trash about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> like real trash. This isn't a wrestling promo. No, this yeah. Is... <laughs> right. Anyway, sorry. But to what was the where were you going with that? There, there's there's twelve tracks and so there's a there's a diss track on here, there's a couple of love tracks, there's <laughs> oh, wow. there's there's a couple of party tracks. He's he's like doubling down on the new the new metal. He's like, it's rap and rock at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So Man. it's it's crazy. But the fact that it's been 20 years since this came out uh, is insane that it exists. And like I said, that's that's one of the humorous things about records to store day to me. If only there was like a uh, bone saw track or something. I know, well, right? He, he makes reference of that up in Ooh. the Hulk Hogan diss track. Oh, he's because he says all the movies you make and and like basically your movies don't mean shit. And then <laughs> and then I have a feature in Spider Man. <laughs> there you go. That's, right. That's amazing. The infamous bone saw. Yep, good old bone saw. You ain't going nowhere. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That is exciting. (laughs) I just love it. Just it tickles me that the Macho Man Randy Savage decided he needed to release a rap album. Just there's nothing about that that feels necessary or sensible. And what's funny is it's it's equal parts bad and good at the same time. You mean like actual good at certain points or do you mean like it's so bad it's good? Well, no, like the production value actually isn't bad. Like, okay, so it's got some sweet beats. Yeah. Well, and, well, and, and the Macho and, Man rapping on it. Yeah. Well, no, it's got it got sweet beats and it, it has like guest guest vocalist and stuff on there, too. It's not just wow. him. How would it hold up against John Cena's album? Um, <laughs> Probably not as well. But yeah. Oh, man, that's <laughs> that's so weird. I love that. That was your pick, though. Yeah. And I would love, honestly, I would love to see Casey's uh, backdrop at some point have the Macho Man vinyl on it. That would just, <laughs> just for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be perfect. Hey, if, if I could get my hands on it, I would, I would get it. Right on. Since it's a thousand copies, probably the odds of that are very slim. You have to go drive around town. <laughs> I guess you could just, you know, old school it and call. That's true. I have to 
beat Russ to it. Yes. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Russ and the Infectious Groove, which you can find mostly on YouTube at this point. Yeah. And uh, he makes some quality stuff. He's our friend who used to have an enormous vinyl collection and would no doubt have been a great guest for this episode. But <laughs> maybe next year. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to wrap up round one here with the number three pick. I'm going to go with one of my favorite breaking into rock fandom bands from the mid 90s. And that is the Cranberries. Their album Wake Up and Smell the Coffee is receiving what I think is its first vinyl release as well. It is not intrinsically my favorite Cranberries album, but I do just have a major soft spot for the Cranberries in general. So I really miss Dolores. Uh, she was one of my favorites. She has a very unique voice, obviously, um, which I believe Dan was the first one I ever heard refer to her as a Canadian goose. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> if you got a problem with Canadian gooses, you got a problem no, with me. I, she has a beautiful voice. I just thought that it's always funny. Like every time I hear that part, like it's just like uh, that's that's totally like a Canadian goose. Like. I wouldn't be surprised if you could go out in the lake and like play that song and like they'd start flocking towards you. <laughs> that's that's fair. We don't want them to do that. It is true. <laughs> so, yeah, this is not necessarily my favorite Cranberries album, but my method of collecting vinyl is largely to take artists that I have a, a great deal of appreciation for and have something represent them. And so the main reason that this would serve that purpose is because the album cover is by Storm Thorgerson who is most famously known for designing a good chunk of Pink Floyd's album art. So the man's iconic, and you can actually see traces of a Pink Floyd album in this art for this one as well. So yeah, the Cranberries are my first round pick, and because of how this is structured, I'm going to take the first pick in the second round as well. It's not a snake per se, but and it doesn't ultimately matter, but <laughs> this is how we're doing it. So... <laughs> With my second pick, uh, pick four, I'm going with Scott Weiland's 12 Bar Blues. So I've never been like a massive STP fan, but uh, I've been doing a thing on our Instagram where we go through albums of 1998 in celebration of their quarter century of release. And a couple weeks ago, one of the ones I came up with was Scott Weiland's first solo album, 12 Bar Blues, which I'd never listened to before. And I gave it most of a listen. And thought it was pretty cool. And so I think there's something to I, I got a theme going on with two vocalists who passed before their time, unfortunately. But it's a pretty cool album. It's definitely more experimental than your typical STP fair. And I just that, think that it would be a of all the albums that are released this year. I think it would be one of the cooler ones to have in your collection. Not too much to say about that. That's pretty much it. All right. We're back to Dan for pick five. My uh, next pick would be In This Moment's Beautiful Tragedy. I love this band. Uh, they're, they're, this is the, the song in the album that got me hooked into this band. And it also features the lovely Maria Brink on the cover. Mm. Yeah, anytime that happens, that's a good time. And it just it's just a great album. And, you know, it's, it, they did such a great job of, of mixing hard heavy rock with such melodic beautiful voice and she's got such a great ability to scream and sing and just like enter you know intertwine those so beautifully totally agree do you guys remember when we did a podcast episode about in this moment yeah yes it's it like episode four 
Yeah, it was yeah. way back at the very beginning. I probably shouldn't mention it because I don't know if I want people to go hear it. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> but it did happen, and I, it's forever seared in my mind because it was one of the very first ones. All right, KC, what are we up to with pick six? Well, speaking of beautiful tragedies, oh, um, <laughs> my next pick is Motley Crue's Helter Skelter. Beautiful tragedy, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> So it's it's quite comical Ooh. that this is being released because of all the the craziness that is happening with Miley Crew, which I don't even know that yeah. we want to really go into it. But well, I mean, no, it makes a good point. So uh, when this is released, does Mick Mars only get five percent of it? Because that's the new deal since he's not touring, and that's why he's suing because you know technically he's still part of the band, but he's not touring. So they kicked his ass out. It's, it's crazy if you ask me, but personally, I think my opinion, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a lawyer or a judge for that matter. Uh, but my opinion, like Mick Mars put his blood, sweat and tears into everything that Motley Crue has made. The only thing that he's not doing is going out on tour. And it seems that going out on tour for the rest of the band is just going, you know, is just a live karaoke. Um, <laughs> sort of. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe the entirety of Motley Crue should stop going on tour. Exactly. I think yeah. they should have uh, yeah. had their final tour a couple years ago, like uh, 10, I, 10, 25, yeah, 25 10, years ago. 10, 12, 12 years, the last time we saw them at Riverport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is, uh, it's just, um, it's just a little four song vinyl there's two songs on one side and two songs on the other side it's uh there's two from shout at the devil and two from too fast for love casey i know you kind of have a reputation as by default sort of our classic rock guy not that dan and i don't have our share of of interest in it but would you call yourself um like a particularly reasonable size motley crew fan aside from you know these recent live adventures No, I I would. I there's there's songs of theirs that that I've heard for years and years, and when I remember when we went to that that show, um, I think we, I think if I remember right, we were at Godsmack, um, and then they they had people with the sign holding up a sign like you know ten dollar tickets or whatever, mm. and and then. Uh, Dan, Jeremy, and myself were at the Godsmack show, and then so we we bought tickets to go to the Motley Crue show like two weeks later or whatever it was. And something funny is I've actually seen Motley Crue more than KC has. You have, you have. So, and that's I, a little again. Exciting. I don't know. I don't know that I would want to see them anymore. But <laughs> funny story. Um, Back when I was in high school, I was 15 when I went to this Motley Crue concert. My uncle gave me free tickets. And so me and my buddy Nick went. And Nick is has always been a straight-laced guy. Myself, <laughs> at this time, I was not straight-laced. Um, <laughs> but I was also 15, and I, I, was, I couldn't yeah. afford shit on my own. So I had experience, basically. My point being... When we went to the Motley Crue concert, the air was so thick that like we got a contact high. And I, I like I, I clearly remember this because like afterwards, like we, we had to get food and, and drink and like just, just like 
I, I, I was, I mean, it was crazy. I had never, and, and I, to this day, like I don't remember any other concerts I've ever been to where I remember getting that much of a, like, like truly feeling like I, I got a high off of just breathing the freaking air around me. <laughs> Which is wild because you've seen Dirty Heads and Sublime with Rome and 311 and yeah and like you know a lot of bands where you know that kind of stuff's going on (laughs) 311 comes close i'll I'll say that like 311 comes close like uh, they they, they'll give them a run for their money but yeah it was it was just crazy like i I, to this day like i still remember that like as a 15 year old be like whoa this is crazy like (laughs) i need some food (laughs) but you know that was still one of my favorite concerts because it was Megadeth opening for Motley Crue. It was the reason why I went was because of Megadeth, but Motley Crue still put on a great show and they had the drummer for Hole playing for them. It wasn't actually Tommy Lee that that tour. Interesting. So it was it was still awesome, but yeah, fantastic. All right. All right. Casey, we're actually you're getting to double up here with Nick oh. Seven. Yeah, <laughs> we're fi- heading off the final round here. All right, for my final pick, this will be my typical itch-related artist. This is Our Lady Peace, the collected 1994 through 2022. Is that uh, produced by Greg? (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't say, but it probably is. I'm pretty sure Greg had to approve of all the songs that are on there, naturally. And then he's still going to say it's bad. (laughs) <laughs> i'm reading the i'm reading the the info right now to see if it is <laughs> no because no. <laughs> that'd be funny as hell if it was i'm sure he's mentioned somewhere <laughs> yeah if you want to know what we're talking about go follow our lady peace on the socials particularly facebook there's a great running gag that's been going on there yeah they got it out for some gr- guy named greg and that poor dude man <laughs> at first like i was like ah oh, this is funny after a while i'm like that I, this i just feel bad for the guy at this point like <laughs> just driving this one into the ground what's funny about this particular release is it doesn't even really exactly tell you what's on it it just it just mentions all the albums that that are hit up on the album. yeah so our lady piece <laughs> is celebrating their 30th anniversary and yeah. this collection, they've had greatest hits albums and stuff before, but this collection spans that entirety of their existence over 18 tracks. What intrigues me about this one and, and why I probably would have taken it if you hadn't is that there are a couple of never before heard tracks on there as well. And I'm a sucker for them. Them B-sides. Yeah. Yeah, too. So you can't go wrong with Our Lady Peace, especially when you're cherry picking their their best stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Secretly. Yeah. With Greg's approval. I mean, it, it yeah. could be their best stuff. You don't know. Like, I hope it's their best stuff. <laughs> okay, maybe I shouldn't say their best stuff. It's, it, it is called a collection, so that doesn't necessarily mean that it is right. like the singles. Collected yes. is always called, yeah. Yeah. It does say 18 of the biggest tracks is how they're marketing it. So it's probably the Our Lady Peace songs that you know, but that nonetheless. Be, that'd be funny if it was just an entire album just of one song about Greg. Yeah. Well, and you guys failing to mention that in February, Record Store Day Canada announced Our Lady Peace is the 2023 Record Store Day Canada Ambassadors. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that was back in February, but they're the official Record Store Day Canada Ambassadors. And quick shout out to our friend and previous itch guest, Francesca Ludicar, who uh, got to shoot 
uh, Our Lady Peace's uh, shows. Yeah. You yeah. know, she does concert photography and she got to be a, a part of some of the shows that they did earlier this year. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. And always fantastic job. Yeah. She's doing all sorts of stuff right now. Yeah. She's uh, rubbing elbows with a lot of uh, what I would call Canadian rock royalty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, you got me at a spot here. So with number eight, I was probably going to take OLP. After that, there's a drop off and it kind of just gets random. So I'm going to go super off the wall. I don't think I can quite beat Casey's Macho Man, but I am going to go to that genre. And this is an album I have never heard a lick of before, but based purely on name alone, I am intrigued enough to make it my number three pick here. And that is the album Bobby Digital in Stereo. <laughs> the debut solo album from the RZA of the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I just think it's awesome that this man decided when he released his first solo album, he was going to have an alter ego and that the alter ego's name is Bobby Digital. That all of that is is perfect enough for me to be like, all right, I got to hear whatever this is. <laughs> nice. I, there's some cool stuff. You know, I could take a, like the Verve Pipe or Violent Femmes, they have albums coming out on Record Store Days, or they have releases on Record Store Day, and that would be all fine, but, you know, why not take a chance on this third one? Yeah. So for the final one, I have a kind of a goofy one, and then I have, like, a, I guess, a backup, so to speak. Okay. Like, a, a real legit one. And So I mentioned the legit one real quick, because I was really intrigued, because apparently this one comes with an actual mini turntable. What? Um, yes, <laughs> there are 500 and it, I mean, it's just crazy looking. Um, and they're, they come with, um, basically singles and it's going to be the doors and the singles are break on through to the other side, lover madly and hello. I love you. And it is a turntable that has like three mini, like mini discs that come with it. It's, it, it it's just very, very intriguing altogether. Cause I was, I saw it was only three songs. It's like, why would you only include three songs? But then I saw there are like three different discs, and each disc is one song. They're with three a mini inches. turntable. Yeah. Yes. yeah. They're three inches. They're like the tiniest vinyl you can get. <laughs> I don't know if I've actually ever seen a three inch in person. And it's, it's a good thing that it's the doors because most of their songs are barely three minutes long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is a good pick right there. Just on the novelty of what a weird thing. Exactly. Right. Like I, I, I mean, like I love those songs. Those are great songs. But like, it was just really weird. I was like, why are there three different, you know, uh, basically vinyls being released? Yeah. And then that—that's why apparently because they're selling them with a turntable, a mini right. turntable. So that's pretty intriguing. Yeah. And then uh, I thought this was hilarious because you know I have kids. I've mentioned this before. Actually, we mentioned it earlier in the episode. Uh, my kids are five and seven. My youngest just turned five. So for the longest time, they were four and seven, the same ages as a cartoon dog. Oh. Uh, and the cartoon dog has an app, has a, a, a LP being released on Record Store Day <laughs> by the name of Dance Mode, taken from the famous episode by the same name, where basically they make the youngest feel bad. And Aww. so they they give her they give Bingo three dance modes and she gets to basically tap somebody and say dance mode. And then they have to dance in no matter where they are <laughs> and just in front of everybody for, I think, five minutes or so. And she ends up 
basically giving her turns away to everybody else and and the whole family ends up feeling bad and they go dance in the middle of the street or something like that (laughs) you heard it here first dance third pick bluey bluey yep i I am not ashamed of that bluey i'm not gonna lie i don't i don't have kids but i've seen bluey and bluey is pretty awesome actually (laughs) so you know (laughs) i've even watched it a couple times by myself no lie (laughs) I do like the show because as a parent, there's not many shows that are entertaining for parents as well. Mm-hmm. But I will say that like the thing that drives me nuts about Bluey is it sets unreal expectations about parents and their like the ability to interact with their kids. Because like, the parents of Bluey are so great that you're like you have screwed up the bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is like, that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, they have like these they're always playing games and stuff. And like, I can't live up to that. <laughs> Why don't these dogs have jobs? How are they just playing with their puppies all day long? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, cause there's like a couple episodes where he just like forgets going to work. Like, ah, I'll just stay home and play with you guys. Ah, <laughs> like, screw work. Like, ah, like I, I don't have the money to do that. Okay. Now we don't have a dog house. Yeah. And somehow they live at the top of the hill o- that overlooks the entire town. So they live, <laughs> they're living real well. And Chili doesn't even work. Jesus. That's, that's why they it don't makes have me wonder what Bandit's doing. <laughs> what is that dude doing for work? I need do? to know this. It's mystery just created. <laughs> yes, so that we can follow suit and, and earn some of that top of the hill money. Maybe yeah. the answer is in the record. Maybe. There you go. It's a picture disc, to by it. the way. It's a so it also includes like I, I'm, I don't really understand this. It says it's a Zoetrope vinyl picture disc. <laughs> Best experienced using a smartphone running a third party stroboscope app. What? I don't know what like any of those Whoa. words mean, but I'm pretty sure it means that you can somehow see what's happening while you're listening to it. That sounds crazy. Yeah, you got some trippy stuff on your on your selections here. <laughs> When, when vinyl starts getting with smart apps, that's yeah. right. <laughs> what kind of bizarre future past situation is this? <laughs> Listening to vinyl with your smartphone connected to it. Oh boy. Well, I think I think that is a great pick to wrap up on, and I'm so glad that we could name drop Bluey in an episode of The Itch. Hopefully, the first and last time ever. <laughs> Until we solve the mystery, like 60 episodes from now, I'm going to randomly be like, I found out what bandit does. (laughs) Yeah. And we'll stop complaining about having to pay to go to concerts out of town. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. All right. So I hope you've enjoyed record store day. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our take on record store day. Since we won't particularly be participating or attending, but we still appreciate it for what it is. This is our way of reaching out and connecting to Record Store Day. Um, yeah. I find it entertaining, and I hope you guys do too as you listen to this. And we're hoping that we can have some more big interviews coming up in the next few weeks. So thank you very much for listening to the itch. Let us know what records you got on Record Store Day. Or, you know, if you don't have the money to be running out there and getting some records, then that's fine. Just let us know which ones you want. Um, not that we can give them for you, but we can all wish together, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much for listening to The Itch. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, support your local record store. There you go. That'll work. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about The Itch. 
Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. They are dying. I don't think there's any more left around here. (laughs) 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 Go resuscitate them. Vintage vinyl and slackers. That's about it. I think the record stores in Missouri need to start selling dope. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure the one in St. Charles that I'm thinking of has a a store next to it that might. Dude, actually, now that you say that. Glad rags. Yeah. You know what's funny about this? So now that you say that, I'm almost positive where Suede is in St. Peter's used to be CD reunion way, way, way back in the day when we were in high school. Yeah. You remember where that, that CD store? Uh, Casey, yeah, on Jungerman, yeah, I think that's where Suede is now. Huh. I remember there being a thing called CD Reunion, but I don't remember ever going to it. Well, there's there was there's a couple of different CD reunions, but there was there maybe it wasn't CD Reunion, but it was like it was a music sh- CD store that was right there. It was it didn't last very long because it had a terrible location. <laughs> yeah, like n- not even that grocery store lasted right there. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> the grocery store went. Burger King's no longer there. Like, it's crazy.